Welcome back to Rowan Roper, the podcast brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I'm Rokan, star of stage and screen in Chicago, and he's Richard Roper, Chicago Sun-Times entertainment critic and former co-host of Ebert and Roper. On this podcast, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and all of the entertainment options that you have because we're in the middle of a pandemic. You are probably at home, if not alone, with a smaller group of people than you would normally be, and you've got time on your hands. Nothing but time, Rokan. I'd like to let our listeners know, first of all, thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate that. Make sure you subscribe and leave some lovely comments in the Thanksgiving tradition in the spirit of the holidays. Uh, I would like to point out, too, that while Ro and I are doing this together, we're also doing it separately. We are each in our respective home studios in different neighborhoods in Chicago. You know, the numbers are going the wrong way in terms of the, the COVID virus. So we're taking every precaution and quarantining. And yes, Thanksgiving this year is going to be unlike any Thanksgiving in our lifetimes, Ro. I think most people, you're going to have small gatherings or you're just going to burrow into that couch and leave that nice divot where your butt makes its place known on the sofa. And a little bit later on in the podcast, we'll talk about a ton of entertainment options we'll have for folks. Generally, Thanksgiving is everybody's favorite holiday because it's not necessarily about any religious event or some sort of patriotic event. It's just simply about family getting together, having a turkey and homey kinds of things. Over the last few years, there have been some fights at the table over <laughs> who, who you voted for or who you want to be the president or how you feel about you know anything that's going on in the world. This year, because 2020 has just been so odd, it's going to be a very different Thanksgiving. And I'm hoping that by the time we get to Thanksgiving 2021, we're back to some sort of normalcy. We're literally Uncle Steve... And your dad can get along and not start screaming at each other at the table. That's the most important thing. It's funny you mentioned the siblings there, Ro, because we're going to talk about Thanksgiving movies in a little bit and great Thanksgiving scenes, including maybe the most beloved and famous Thanksgiving movie scene of all time, which does include a couple of brothers who get into it. I agree with you about Thanksgiving, though. In my family, you know, that was always our favorite holiday. Everybody would get together. You know, we're, we're big on Christmas and the other holidays as well. But like you said, there wasn't the pressure of the gifts and all that. It was just, you you know, you cooked for two two days, and then you ate it all in 15 minutes. I got to say a word here too, Rokan. I've been wanting to talk to you about this through the years. It's the the way the tryptophan has been unfairly maligned through the decades. And, you know, here's the thing. People say, oh, the tryptophan. I, I fell asleep after my Thanksgiving dinner. First of all, tryptophan's in a ton of different foods. There's more tryptophan in cheddar cheese than there is in turkey. You know why people pass out after Thanksgiving meals? It's because they had 800,000 calories, and mostly because they had 46 drinks. So go ahead and blame it on the tryptophan, but we know the truth, okay? When you overcarb, and that's pretty much what Thanksgiving is all about, overcarbohydrating your body. I don't think that's a, even a word, but I just used it. And sure it is. Once, it, once it starts to settle away, you just want to go to sleep. That's it. And, and then you store the fat. All right, let's talk about Thanksgiving football. It is a tradition in America, right? You, you have the game on starting at about 11 o'clock in the morning, central time, noon on the East Coast, starting to make the turkey or you're doing whatever last-minute preparations there are. That, that was always my role on Thanksgiving. I would sit on the couch, put on the early game, and then every 20 minutes I'd set my phone or my alarm or my watch to say, hey, can I do anything in the kitchen to help? Can I help? Oh, okay, I'll stay, I'll stay out of your way and then go back to the game. And as folks know, a lot of folks know, uh, the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys traditionally play. Not each other, but now the NFL has a third game where they usually pick a nice marquee matchup. 
And, Ro, this goes all the way back to the 1930s. And I'm sure you remember the famed radio executive, George A. Richards. And he, had, he bought the Detroit Lions, the team that became the Detroit Lions. And in the 30s, he came up with the brilliant idea of having a game on Thanksgiving. Because at the time, the Detroit Tigers, who had some great teams back then, they were dominating the sports pages in Detroit. NFL football was still in its relatively early stages. was nearly, not nearly as big as college football. So he had a 25,000-seat stadium, and they sold out the game. The vaunted Bears came to Detroit. The Bears were 11-0. The Lions were 10-1, so you can tell it was really a different era. The Bears won, and actually, here's how things have changed too, Ro. They played three days later on Sunday again. <laughs> they, they, just, they didn't even get their, the uniforms out of the laundry, but that became the tradition. The Lions have played every Thursday except for during World War II. There were no Thanksgiving games. You know, things obviously were very different, but ever since the 30s, they have played on Thanksgiving. So it goes all the way back to the 30s, and then the Cowboys, I think they started around 1966, and it was a brilliant move on Dallas's part. A team that was always, almost from the start, great at marketing. I mean, the whole America's team was just something that they cooked up. Because ask anybody in Chicago if the Cowboys are America's team. Right. Or any other NFL city. When this started to really become a big ratings getter on TV was really when John Madden made the Fox broadcasts all about the turkey leg. See, now here's the turkey. We got one leg, two legs, three legs, four legs, five legs, six legs. So... Six of these legs or one of these legs or two of these six legs are going to be given to someone. John Madden was just, you know, just an all-time great. It's interesting because a lot of young people these days go, oh, that's the guy that invented the, uh, the, the video game, Madden. You know, it's like, well, you know, he's the, he also coached the Raiders to a Super Bowl victory and, and was obviously. And he, but he, and, he always uh, looked like an accountant, though. You know, he had the, had the short sleeve shirt with the tie and, and like a pocket protector and a pen there. I mean, he was one of those guys that as a football coach and a football executive, he was beloved. Then as a broadcaster, really beloved. Yeah, you're right. He was, he always had his badge around his neck. And when he was the head coach of the Raiders, he would be flailing about. And he had those nice sideburns. He was the perfect coach for that team because they were, you know, outlaws and hooligans and free spirits, Kenny Stabler and all those guys. And he had the same kind of attitude. And he was his enthusiasm for the game in the booth inspired generations of announcers. And even to this day, like the Tony Romos, the guys who have a lot of wit and still take the game seriously but have fun with it, that all comes from John Madden. And, you know, you mentioned, Ro, the Thanksgiving Day games, they predate Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football was, what, 1969, 1970. And that became a huge thing because the players knew all the other players were watching. But they also knew that on Thanksgiving Day, and they do to this day, and the whole country's watching. It's not a regional game, obviously. It's a national telecast. So you have players who are up for it, fans who are up for it. Maybe you bet a couple of dollars. I don't know. I think that's legal in a lot of states these days. We never would have done it back in the old days because gambling was wrong. Right, especially with Uncle Steve and your dad uh, (laughs) screaming at each other. Okay, uh, let's talk about the other great Thanksgiving television traditions in the 90s, the Friends Thanksgiving special. And a lot of shows, sitcoms, had done a Thanksgiving episode here or there. But Friends made it an annual ritual almost every single year. I think in the first one, all the friends were thrown together because they're various family members. They couldn't go see them for one reason or another. And then they just kind of ran with it. There'd be flashbacks. We'd learn about their past. Uh, there'd be different dynamics. Chandler hated Thanksgiving. It was a great way to develop the characters through the years. 
And that that could be a fun binge, Ro. If somebody just wanted to watch all the Thanksgiving episodes of Friends, watch the hairstyles and the and the characters and everything change over the course of a decade. All the episodes are available on HBO Max, and it's available on a lot of different television stations. It's also part of the HBO, Time Warner, AT&T complex. So you can find it almost anywhere. And you know there's going to be Thanksgiving Friends Marathon that goes on. And these were, in the entire Friends catalog, some of the best and most star-studded episodes, including this one from November 2001, in which Brad Pitt, who was Jennifer Aniston's partner at the time, plays a character who had an interesting high school relationship with Jennifer Aniston's Rachel. I meant to tell you, um, Ross is coming. Ross is coming great. I love Ross. Oh, good. And Rachel Green, too. Oh. Is there a problem? No. Uh, it's okay. It's just, uh, God, I hated her. I'm sure that went to a lot of interesting conversations on and off the set. But God God bless the kids. They've moved on, even though there's still a hardcore group of fans who want the two of them to get together 25 years later. I'm talking in real life. People are like, I, think, I still think there's a chance. And again, through the years, we had gotten to know these characters and learned about their past and the dynamic you know, some of them had going back to when they were in high school or the sibling dynamic. And that would be played up big in the Thanksgiving episode. So... Really, I'm kind of surprised more shows haven't done it, but one of the things you have to do is have a very long run. Modern Family did that with various holidays and and gatherings and family get-togethers because even though Friends was about friends, it was really about a family as well. To me, the Brad Pitt one is the best of all of them, followed by the Christina Applegate as Rachel's sister episode, which Christina Applegate always stole the show because she was such a narcissistic character. You know, this is such a slap in the face. I mean, I'm your sister, and you would give your baby to these strangers over me. Monica is Ross's sister. No, Ross's sister was really fat. <laughs> that was me. No, she was this really dorky girl in high school. Who used to follow Rachel around like a puppy okay, dog. Amy, you've so got to stop doing that. <laughs> you know, friends even beyond Thanksgiving... They had so many big-name guest stars, but it never felt like stunt casting as it does in a lot of other sitcoms where they bring in heavy hitters and you're taken almost out of the story arc because you're like, yeah, but that's a huge movie star. They always seem to really kind of get the show, and they came to play. Just about a minute away, we're going to talk about movies that are perfect for Thanksgiving. Today, every business is digital, from SEO to e-commerce. AmericanEagle.com delivers innovative website design, development, and digital solutions driving business growth for their clients. AmericanEagle.com's 20-year partnership with WeatherTech, the global leader in some of the most innovative products in the automotive protection industry, focuses on building and maintaining an e-commerce platform that converts their website traffic into sales revenue. With a focus on advanced functionality and navigation, ease in finding specific products, and engaging content. Their e-commerce platform provides a great user experience, accelerating WeatherTech's tremendous growth over the last two decades. A customized mobile app that works on any device provides the same satisfying e-commerce experience. AmericanEagle.com also hosts the website in their data center, providing safe, secure, and efficient support for billions of transactions for customers all over the globe. AmericanEagle.com provides website design and development and e-commerce solutions for all kinds of businesses in many different industries. When your business needs to think more digital, talk to AmericanEagle.com, building your digital mindset.
Call AmericanEagle.com at 877-WEB-NOW-1 or visit AmericanEagle.com. So if you're not watching football, you're not watching Friends, there's plenty of Thanksgiving-themed movies to see as well. You know, it's interesting, Ro. There are some great Thanksgiving movies, but just as was the case we talked about Friends, it's kind of surprising there aren't more. I mean, there are maybe... 10 or 15 Thanksgiving movies, Thanksgiving-themed movies, or movies with key Thanksgiving scenes that come to mind. But, you know, imagine if we were going to talk about Christmas movies, we, we could do 200 of them. And you'd think Thanksgiving would be so rich with material because you're talking about families getting together. But when they've been done, a lot of them have been done really well. I want to start off by talking about a film most people probably haven't seen, Ro, and that's Pieces of April. It's a 2003 film that I just absolutely loved. Katie Holmes who sometimes I don't think gets enough credit for being a really good actor because all of the you know personal life and the Tom Cruise stuff, we just talked about Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, kind of overshadowed how good she was and good she still is. And in Pieces of April, she has one of her best roles. She plays a young woman who's living in kind of a rundown apartment. She's estranged from her family, but she decides she's going to have them all over for Thanksgiving dinner. And the entire movie is all about the misadventures and the crazy happenings that are the lead up to what ends up being a very heartwarming film. But Pieces of April, if people haven't checked that out, uh, it's worth a try. Another Thanksgiving movie that people never think about as a Thanksgiving movie is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, you know, I think it's John Hughes' best film, Ro. It was a next-level piece of work from him. I miss John Candy, the man and the actor, all the time. It, it's amazing to think that he was only 40 when he passed away. And I think this was his best role. And Steve Martin. And, you know, people remember Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. All the, the crazy hijinks of these two get characters who get thrown together on this road trip from hell. And all the slapstick humor. But it's a really warm and touching drama as well. That movie has so many repeatable lines. And I don't know if it's just guys. Yeah, those aren't pillows. I just had somebody say that to me the other day on a Zoom chat. And, and like, of course, the younger people are like, what are you talking about? There's a moment where, where Steve Martin can't take it because this guy just goes on and on and on. And by the way, you know, when you're, when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. We all know people like that where you just want to say to them, listen, not every thought is worth expressing. But then we find out, of course, the drama behind it. And then that, the, that last scene where the two of them are walking down the street. And that's an actual street and home in the north suburbs of Chicago, row, which I like to refer sometimes as Hughesland because so many movies took place in or around the North Shore. And I know people have recreated that photo of the two of them just walking up the street to that home at the end of the block. You know, now you just turn on your television, and if you have any of the over-the-tops, you've got Netflix or Amazon Prime or HBO Max, the world is endless. You can't get to the end of the Internet. And a year before PTA, which was 1987, Ro, uh, Woody Allen gave us Hannah and Her Sisters, 1986 film. Diane Weist and Michael Caine both won in the supporting categories, uh, Oscar. I think it might be Woody Allen's best film, and it has certainly aged better than some of the other films that are still, listen, I still think Annie Hall and Manhattan are great films. You know, Now people look back at it with a different perspective, and I understand and respect that. But Hannah and Her Sisters is a, is a beautifully shot film, and it's, it, it's bookended by Thanksgiving dinners with this extended family. So that's the Thanksgiving thing here. And it, the, I think the ending of Hannah and Her Sisters is just absolutely gorgeous and warm and touching and great, and there's definitely a Thanksgiving theme 
I like the fact that you chose Rocky because their first date took place on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Rocky, of course, was a decade earlier, 1976. And, you know, through the years, and I, I love most of the Rocky films. I don't love Rocky Five. I love what they've done with the Creed franchise in recent years. But if you go back, Ro, I think people sometimes forget how gritty the first and raw the first film was. It was made on a budget of about a million dollars. But, you know, it had, it had some rough edges to it. Remember... Rocky Balboa was working as an enforcer for the local mobster. That was his day job, collecting for a loan shark. And Paulie, his friend, was an alcoholic, abusive, nasty guy. They turned him into this kind of cute, cuddly character. Same thing with Mickey. Mickey was a, you know, a fight manager in a rundown club who had long since blown his shot. These were downtrodden characters. Adrian, of course, she was working in the pet store, and people made fun of her, thought she was even mentally challenged. And that first date begins with Paulie throwing the turkey out because he's kicking Adrian out of the house, making her go on this date with Rocky. And then there's this beautifully written scene from Sylvester Stallone where he talks the guy at the ice rink into letting them have 10 minutes on the hockey rink. He doesn't skate, but she likes to ice skate, so he kind of shuffles along with her. It's the on-the-waterfront quality scene in Rocky. It's beautifully done. This girl here ain't feeling well. You know, doctor says she should go out and exercise once in a while, and ice skating's probably the best thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, so what do you want from me? Well, hey, I want you to do me a favor. You can see she ain't feeling too good. So good. If you could let her on the ice, I'd appreciate it. Only for a few minutes. Ten minutes, ten bucks. Ten bucks. How about eight? Eight bucks. Come on, it's Thanksgiving. All right, nine bucks you got to deal. You have the ice to yourself. Ten bucks. Give her the blades. Boy, when you watch that movie 45 years later, it still stands up. All the characters in that film, Rowan, all the actors. I love Jurgens, the fight promoter, when he first invites Rocky into his office. And Rocky thinks it's to be Apollo Creed's sparring partner. And the promoter says, Apollo likes you. He wants to fight you. It's such, it's just fantastic. <laughs> and, and finally, uh, there's a movie here that you and I completely agree on in terms of a great Thanksgiving watch. Avalon from 1990, is a beautiful story of immigrants coming to America, first-generation family, starting a business, making it their own. In Baltimore, a great American epic. And then I came to Baltimore. It was the most beautiful place you've ever seen in your life. Oh, Sam, how many times do we have to hear this story? The children know the story. I'm telling them about when I came to America. Yeah, we know about it. We all heard it before. Barry Levinson, the director, who has given us some of the great all-American films of all time when you go to The Natural and films like that, uh, he based this in part on his own experiences, Ro, and it's, it, as you mentioned, it's a film about the, the Jewish-American experience, the immigration experience, and then the, the dinner sequence with the two brothers is just fantastic. That's what happens when you get to be wealthy. You got a wealthy son, so you don't even wait for your brother uh, to come before you cut the turkey. The hell with you! To hell with me? Yeah. Jules making a good living has nothing to do with when we cut the turkey. Nothing! When we lived in Avalon, nobody ate. You wait for everybody before you eat, much less cut the turkey without a border. You move out here to the suburbs, and you think it doesn't matter anymore? The young ones are hungry. They carry on. They make a commotion. What do you want to do? Stand on ceremony with the family? There's always young ones. There's always young ones that are hungry and carry on as they want to eat. They got to wait till every relative is there before the turkey's cut. 
It's also a great story of how technology changed how we live, how television changed how we live, because they were an electronic store business. As you see them get older through the years, the technology that they're selling is changing and how that's actually affecting their business and the culture at large. Boy, that's perfectly put, Ro. And that film came out in 1990, and it did pretty well, and it got great reviews. But I think it's a film that, if you haven't had a chance to see it, folks, it's a great film to watch leading up to Thanksgiving because it really is. It's one of the best films of 1990, and it's a film, I think, that has aged so well because it's a period piece, and sometimes those are the films that just remain timeless. So those are just some of the things you can watch on Thanksgiving Day when you get tired of your family, which you're already tired of because it's the same people that have been in the house for the last nine months. Coming up on the next episode of this podcast, we're going to look at other things you can watch or binge on Thanksgiving weekend because you've got a lot of time on your hands. And if you've got Netflix or HBO or, or even broadcast television, we have some series that you can see that are really, really, really fun and really, really great that you will just dive right into. Listen, can you keep it down? I'm trying to binge watch The Queen's Gambit. On behalf of everyone at AmericanEagle.com Studios, for Richard Roper, I'm Ro Khan. See you next time.